Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf Yudbet. Today's daf has been dedicated by the Asa family in honor of their parents. Yosef and Norma Asa Hashem Alehim Yehyu Today's daf is also being studied Le'idu Nishmat Hacham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam And Avraham Ben Esther Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen We begin on Yud Aleph Amut Sheni And we start uh, Three lines From the bottom Rabbi Eliezer Omer Lechayin We learned In our Mishnah that if a person needs to adjust a mavui, we have a three-way mahluket, how to adjust a mavui. Bet Shammai said you need a lehi and a korah. Bet Halil said lehi or korah. And the Eliezer said shne lehayin, which simply means that you need two side posts in order to make the adjustment. So the Gemara asks, they ask the question of the Bet Midrash, the Biliyazir, the Hayin vekora ka'amar, or Dilma le Hayin belo kora ka'amar. So the Gemara's question is, when he said to the Hayin, did that include a kora, or it was just to the Hayin without a kora? Meaning, was he going above and beyond Bet Shammai? Bet Shammai said you need a lehi and a kora, and to that the Biliyazir was saying, no, you need. Two lehayin and a korah, or was he only saying you need two lehayin but you don't need the korah? That's the Gemara's safek. Tashema naase berbili aizer. Story with berbili aizer shalach esor biyose ben fereda talmido. So he went to his student biyose ben fereda leublin. Ublin is the name of a place. Umetzao shiyose bemavui sheen lo ela lehayehad. And he saw him sitting in a mavui that only had one lehi. The Ritzbah points out that it had one lehi and a korah. Because he proves that Rabbi Yoseh was actually a, uh, or Rabbi Yaezer, who was a uh, Talmid of Bet Shammai. And therefore Rabbi Yoseh, who was a student, probably followed Bet Shammai by putting a lehi and a korah. So when it says in the Gemara over here that he found them with a lehi, echad means one lehi, but there was a korah on top also. Amar lo beni. So he said, my son, ase lehi yachir. So do me a favor, put another lehi on the other side. Amar lo sarich. So he told him, what do you mean? I need to... Uh, do I need to close the uh, the mavui, which means I have to make a full-fledged uh, wall on the fourth wall? You need it to be so sealed where I need another lehi. He told him, eh, seal it. What's, uh, what's the difference? Uh, seal it. So Amar, now that's, that's the first story. That's really the story we're going to analyze for our proof. But the Gemara is uh, going to quote the end of the Braita. That's really not... Uh, uh, relative to what we're talking about, but we quote it anyway. Amar Ashbag, Ashbag said, "Lo nechleku betchamai betelil al mavui shu pachot narba amot." Betchamai betel did not argue on a mavui that is less than four amot she'enot sari klum. And when it comes to less than four amot, Ashbag says it doesn't need anything, not lehi and not kora. Al man nechleku. So what were they arguing on betchamai betel? Al rachav narba amot. Where it was for Amot or wider. That I said until 10. Because says in that case you need Lehi and a Korah. Now, we go back to our proof. We have a partial quotation from the Braita. Right? When the Rabbi Yoseh answered his rabbi. When his rabbi said, put another Lehi there. He said, what? Do I have to seal it? Does it have to be sealed? If you're saying that the adjustment was two lehis and a korah, so mishumaki amar, that's why he said vichil sutmo and he sarich. Because already, like we learned in the Ritba, he had a lehi and a korah already. And the rabbi told him, put another lehi. So what do you see he end up having? Two lehis and a korah, that's like a surat petah. That's like a, a total adjustment as if it's a 
fourth wall. That's why I told him, why do you tell me to put another lechek? Do I have to really make a, uh, a ceiling on the fourth side? Mashma, what the Biliyaz must hold, and when he said two lechek, it's two lechek plus a, Korah. But if it's just two lehis and the Qur'an is not necessary, so then there's no steam. When you have two lehis, that fourth wall is not considered satum. So the Gemara says, this is what he meant to say, He's really, it was only a lehi over there. And what? He came and told him, put another lehi. And uh, when he told him, put another lehi, he answered him, he said, Do I have to seal it with lehis? Meaning, not make a regular sealing with a two lehis and a Quran. I would just say, do I have to put two lehis and seal the fourth wall like that? So that we have no proof that Rabbi Da'izan holds your need a le- two lehis and a Quran. Could be, it's just two lehis. And according to the Dibat that says, he put a lehi in the Quran, what the Bidah was telling him, your Quran is worthless. The Quran doesn't mean anything. You just need two, two lehis, which means, according to my way of adjusting it, the Quran doesn't serve any purpose. And therefore, just put another lehi, and your Quran pay no attention to. So therefore, the Bidah uh, according to the Maskana over here, can hold what he says, Shnei Lahaim, he only means two lehis, and you have no proof that he means anymore. Amar Mor, we have a statement that we just quoted in the Blight. Amar Aban Shemam Gamaliel, Aban Shemam Gamaliel taught, No, Nechleku Bet Shemam Betelel, Amavui Shepachot Marba Amot, they did not argue on Amavui, that is less than four Amot wide, She'en Otsadi Klum, meaning Chotel Ashbag, if it's less than four Amot, it doesn't need anything. The Gemara says, what do you mean? Ve'anan Tanan Meshum Rabbi Ishmael, Amar Talmide Hadifne Rabbi Akiva. A student said in the name of Rabbi Ishmael for Rabbi Akiva. It's actually a quote from our Mishnah. Lo nechleku b'tshema b'tilal mavushu pachot marba amotshu nitar o belehi o bekora. He learned the way we learned in our Mishnah was less than four amot. Then everybody agrees you can all you could get away with a lehi or a kora, which means but not nothing. So therefore, how could Rashbag come along and say? That when it's less than four, you don't need any adjustment. We learned in our Mishnah, less than four amot, you need a minimal adjustment. Now, if Rajbag Shita was as such, then already the he would have been listed in our Mishnah because that's already a that's another opinion. The fact that Rajbag was not mentioned in our Mishnah is mashma that that opinion, the way we're quoting him, is not uh, is not uh, is not true. Because Al Mishnah only discussed less than from what you need a lehi or a korak. And Rashbag now come along and tell me less than from what you don't need anything. So Amar of Asheh Hakik Amar. Enu tsarikh lehi ve korak kebet shamai. Velo lehayin kerbili aizer. Ela o lehi o korak kebet lel. So therefore, when Rashbag made his statement, when he said, Less than four velo kelum. What he really meant is less than four You don't need to take the stringency of bet of putting both, nor do you need to take the stringency of Rabbi Yehuda to put also two lehayin. Ela, in that case, you can follow the opinion of bet lehi or Quran. Therefore, Rashbag is really saying the same thing as what our Mishnah was saying. Comes the Gemara and says. <coughs> Right, so therefore, as she points out, when it says velo kelum, it means you don't need anything regarding the extra opinions, meaning not the lehi and the koral of bet shamai, or not the two the hayin of the bilia. You just need a lehi or a koral. Now the Gemara asks vekama, which means how much less than four amot do you still need a tikkun for the mavui? Which is, we said less than four amot, but is there a minimum size of a mavui? So the Gemara says, V'kama amar rabbi ahli v'etima rav yehiel ad arba'a Minimum size of the opening of a mavui, four tefahim. Anything less than four tefahim, you don't even need an adjustment, because it's not even considered a now we discuss a chaser. Now we learned always there's a mavui and there's a chaser. Mavui is the alleyway, and chaser is the courtyard where the homes are. Now, as we're going to learn later on in the Gemara, the Gemara is going to tell us that there's a different configuration 
in the length and width of a mavui, and the length and the width of a hasir. A mavui always has a narrower width and a longer length. That's a klal in a mavui, like an alleyway. It's narrow and it's long. Whereas a mavui is either a square, I'm sorry, a hatzid, is more like a square, or it has a longer width than a length. In any event, the Gemara says that you need the adjustment in the hatzid as well. Because the hatzid is opened up to, let's say, a mavui, which is a, uh, uh, a domain that is also forbidden to it. So therefore, or it's opened up to a hatzid. Hatsin, no. Hatsin, narrow and long, is a mavui. It's a mavui. The Gemara is going to tell us that. Has a deen of a mavui. Therefore, the Gemara is going to say now, how do you adjust a hatsir? Because also, sometimes the hatsir can be opened up into the shitrabim as well. So how do you adjust it? So the Gemara wants to say that we adjust it like Rabbi Li'ezer adjusts a mavui. How did Rabbi Li'ezer adjust a mavui with two lehayin? So therefore, the rabbi wants to say, Rav wants to say that the Hachamim agreed to the Bidiyazer, that you need two Pasin by a Hasir. What is the Pasin? Side posts. Which means the wall, right, juts out on both sides, so you have a two side posts. Actually, if you remember, we did have a picture, just so you would remember it. We go back into our picture books, to picture number 72, where you see a Hasir, and you have the two side posts over there. Those are called Pasim. Okay, that's the way you would adjust. So everybody agrees. He says, the Hakamim agree that by Mavu you need two. V'Rav Nachman Amar, Halacha, could be the Ayezer, Pepasei Haser. And Nachman goes out of his way and says, that Halacha follows the Bili Ayezer regarding the Pasim of the Haser, meaning you need two side posts. Now the Gemara says, Amar of Nachman, but it's Haq, Man Modim. Who are these rabbis that you say, Modim? I mean, you said, Modim Hachamim. The Hachamim agree that you need two side posts. Who are they? Identify those rabbis. So the Gemara says, Rabbi. The is Rabbi. Like we learned earlier, uh, and a few days ago, Zdaf, that Rabbi held that what? That when it comes to a Hasid, you need two side posts. Halakha. And then Rabbi Nachman came along and said that the Halakha is like, now when you say halakha, that implies somebody else is arguing. So the Gemara says, implying that somebody argues. Who argues that you don't need two pasim? Gemara says, Rabbanan. This is the opinion of the rabbis of that Mishnah. The Tanya, we have a Braita, actually a Braita. Chatser niteret pepas echad. Tanakama says that a chatser is permissible even with one side post. And that's going to be the hakim that argue on uh, on the Rabbi Yaisa. Rabbi Omer, but Rabbi comes along and says, Bishne Pasin. So clearly we see you have a Mahloket Tanaim on the adjustment of a Chasid. You need one side post or two side posts. Amar Rabbi Asse, Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Asse quoted Rabbi Yohanan said, Chasid Sericha Shne Pasin. So Rabbi Yohanan also subscribes to that view that a Chasid needs to Pasim in order to adjust it. Amar le Rabbi Zera le Rabbi Aseh. So Rabbi Zera tells Rabbi Aseh, Mi Amar Rabbi Yohanan Acheh? Did Rabbi Yohanan indeed say that you need two Pasim to adjust the Aseh? Veha atu de Amat Mishmed Rabbi Yohanan. But you were the one that also said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, Paseh Aseh Sidichim Shiyeh Bahem Dalit. You quoted Rabbi Yohanan that said that the pass of the Aseh has to be at least four Tafahim Wide. Now, at this point, the Gemara is assuming that you only need one pass of four tefahim. What do you mean? How could you quote Rabbi? I say you just said Rabbi Hanan says you need two pasim. So the Gemara says, Yeah, Amen. Each one has to be four tefahim, but it's on both sides. So the Gemara says can't be. Remember we learned earlier, we had a uh, Mishnah that talked about a Hatser Gedola that was opened up into a Hatser Ketana. So the Gemara said that how much bigger was the Hatser Gedola than the Ketana? The Gemara said one Amma, which is six Tefahim. Six Tefahim would mean that it has posts of three Tefahim on each side. So how could Rabbi Yohanan come along and say that you need two posts of four tefahim 
where clearly we say where you have a Hatzair Gedolah and you can carry in the Hatzair Gedolah and it only had posts of three Tifahim each. So therefore, that, how could Rabbi Yohanan say that? So the Gemara says, Ki salik Rabbi Zera when the Bizera uh, came out of the waters, it seems he was traveling. So when he came out of the water, Pirsha, he explained, Beruah Echad Yeah, when you're going to put it on one side, the adjustment in the Hatser, then it has to be four Tifahim. Mishteruchot, Mashehulekan, Mashehulekan. However, if you're going to put it on both sides, then it can be even a minimum. Which means Rabbi Yohanan holds. Sometimes you can get away with one post. Sometimes you need two posts. How? If it's four tifahim, then already one post is enough as an, a, a, an adjustment. However, if you're doing less than four tifahim, and you're going to put two sides, then already you can get away with a mashu on one side and a mashu on another. So both statements of Rabbi Hanan can coexist. Sometimes you do one and sometimes you do two. So Kazikonat says, Oh, that which Adabar Abimi said, that the Hasir Gedola was six tefahim bigger, meaning it was an amma bigger, 11 amot. Why do you have to say it's 11 amot? If you're telling me now that you just need two minimum side posts, you could tell me it's even uh, 10 plus two tefahim. So the Gemara says, Rabihi. That's going according to the opinion of Rabbi, that Rabbi holds that the side posts minimally have to be three tefahim each, and they have to be on both sides. So for that statement of 11 amot was following the opinion of Rabbi, that says you need two, and how much minimally does each pass have to be? Three tefahim, and that's why it said you need an additional amah. V'savar la k'rabi yoseh. And then the B holds like the B yoseh that says that the pass has to be three tefahim. Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel. Haser niteret pepas echad. Okay, of Yehuda says in the name of Shemuel that a haser is permitted with just one Pass one side post. Amal Abayit Rav Yosef. Mi Amar Shmuel Ache. So Abayit tells Rav Yosef that Shmuel indeed say that a chaser becomes adjusted with just one pass. Ve'Amal Shmuel Rav Chananya Bar Shila. We have a story where Shmuel told Rav Chananya Bar Shila, At lo ta'avid ovda, do not carry, do not do an action, do not carry in the chaser. Unless one of two options, either the opening is majority closed, rov dofen, meaning it's majority closed, old, or bishne pasin, or make sure it has two pasin. So you see, Shmuel clearly said that you can't carry in a chatzer unless you have two pasin. How could Rav Yosef then quote Shmuel to say that one pass is enough? So Amar leh. So he comes along and says of Yosef, So you don't think I know that there was a story in the village of the shepherds? And that story of the village of the shepherds proves what I was saying. What was the story in the village of the shepherds? So he says, You have literally a tongue of the river that enters into the Hatser. You have a Hatser, it's opened up in front of a river, and the actual river itself juts into the Hatser. If you look at your picture books, you see it in 95. Where there was actual uh, flooding over here in the Hatser. It was in front of the river, and it went right into the uh, into the uh, Hatser itself. So the Gebara says, Lashon Yam and the Hatser There was a case where the Yam went into the Hatser. Ve'ata lekamed Rav Yehuda. So they went in front of the Yehuda for a ruling. And he just said, so long as you have one pass, you'd be able to draw the water in the chaser itself. Now let's understand this. The, a yam has a deen of a karmelit. Okay, karmelit you cannot carry on Shabbat. Now, we have a rule we learned earlier, that when you have a chaser that's opened up to an area that's asur to it, meaning you cannot take from a karmelit into a chaser. So unless you make an adjustment, not only can't you take from the yam into the chatzir, but you'd be forbidden to take from the chatzir itself. Right? So we have a rule. If a, if a, a domain is opened 
to an area that is forbidden to it. So that domain itself becomes forbidden. So therefore, they went to the rabbi. They wanted to know, well, let's open up to a karmelit. Can we draw water from the hatzer itself? I mean, there was water in the hatzer. So he told them, well, as long as you have one pass, it's okay. What do you mean? So, 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 so therefore, Rabbi Yosef says, I know that story. So therefore, Rabbi Yehuda clearly said that you only need one so what are you telling me that I don't know what I'm saying? I'm telling you one because I know the story. So the Gemara says, Amar leh, lashon yam ka'amart. You're talking about a case of lashon yam? You're talking about a specific case where the water went into the Hatzer? Kalu shekelu hachamim bemayim. That's a special leniency that the rabbis give in situations of water. Which means normally you need to pasim. But when it comes to drawing water, hachamim are lenient that you don't need complete adjustments. Even minor adjustments are okay. Where do you see that we're lenient when it comes to water? So the Gemara says, Like the question Rabbi Tabla is from Rav. Let's say you have a hanging wall. Will a hanging wall allow you to carry in a dilapidated building? And he told him, no, no, you need full walls, which means, let's say you have a dilapidated building where the walls don't go all the way down to the ground. So he wanted to know, do those walls are considered walls? He said, I don't know, you need regular walls that reach the ground. The only time we say you don't need full walls is when it comes to water. Now, what's the example that they're specifically referring to? They're specifically referring to picture number 96. Where you have a, um, you have a, the side of the house, right? And you want to draw water with a pail into the ocean. From the ocean into the house. Now the ocean is considered, or the yam is considered a kamelit. The house is considered a reshut yachid. So the rabbis allowed you to place a box. You see this is a box over here. The orange. And it's called a mechitzat teluya. It's actually a wall, but it doesn't reach all the way down to the water. It's four tefahim by four tefahim. And it's ten tefahim along the walls. So we consider as if this wall extends all the way down into the water. And therefore, when you're drawing the water, it's like you're drawing it from a reshuti yachid into a reshuti yachid. This is called mechitzat teluya. So he told him, listen, mechitzat teluya, we're not lenient usually. Which is, if you had a dilapidated building with uh, hanging walls, no good. The walls have to reach the ground. However, when it comes to water, because we want people to be able to draw water on Shabbat, so therefore they were lenient. So therefore, going back to our story, uh, Rabbi Yosef comes along and says, Why, you don't think I know the story in the shepherd's uh, village over there, where uh, they had a case over there where the water went into the uh, Hatser? And Rabbi Yudak clearly said, All you need is one pass. So Rabbi answers back, What are you talking? You're bringing a proof from water? We know by water situations, the rabbis are more lenient, just like they were lenient by the case of Mechitza Teluya. So the Gemara comes along and says, Mikol Makom Kasha. But now, bottom line, we're back to our question, meaning. In one place, Rabbi Yosef says that according to Rabbi Yudah, the name of Shemuel, you only need one pass. But we have another statement that says you need two passim. Right? He said unless you have majority of wall or two passim, you cannot carry. So how do we reconcile the stira in Shemuel? So Gemara says, "Mikolagom kasha ki atu rapata verabuna bedet Rabbi Yoshua miberav." When these two rabbis came from the Beit Midrash of Rav, Pirshua. So they explain like we learned earlier in Rabbi Hanan. It depends. When you have a pass of tefaqim, then you can get away with it even on one side. However, when you're going to do uh, uh, two sides, then you can get away with even a mashu. So if you again, if sometimes you do one side, sometimes you do two sides. It depends how big your pass is. Your pass is for tefaqim. One side is enough. If it's less than four tefahim, then already you need to make it on both sides. So therefore, Shemuel, one time said you need one, and sometimes he said you need two, depending on how big the pass was. Amara papa, ikasheli, hakasheli. So he says, that's really not the question. Uh, one pass or two pass. That's reconcilable. He says, but I have another question regarding Shemuel's shita. Da'amar le Shemuel rav hananya barshila. 
because that Shemuel told Rabbi you should not carry in the Hatser unless you have majority of wall or Pasim or he told him he should have two Pasim so the Gemara says why did he tell him that you have to close the wall that's majority wall the pass arba'a sagi. He just should have told him, put a pass of four. Which means, what, what is this business of majority of the wall closed? Just put a pass arba'a. So the Gemara says, Maybe what it means when it says, is talking about meaning the whole door of the Hatser was seven tefahim. And therefore, what was he telling him to do? The Put now, if he's going to put, let's say, four, right? Which is the pass of four. Havile Rov Dofen. So that's Rov Dofen, which means, could be, that's exactly what he was doing. Which means, it was a, it was a seven Tefahim. So what's Rov Dofen? Rov Dofen, he put four. Four is already Rov Dofen. So the Gemara says, why? If the thing is seven, why do you have to put Four, in order to get Rov Dofin, Bishtosha Umashi Husagi. Just three and a, and, a, and, and, and a drop is good. Why? Why well, explain to you? It's not Rov Dofin, three and a three and three and change. But once it's three and change, what are you left with? You're left with less than four. And we learned that when you have less than four, it's not considered a Petahadef, you don't need. Any adjustment at all. So, oh, that, that, that will be the answer. So the Gemara again saying, we want to understand what Shemuel was telling these people to do to kosher up their chatzir. Well, he told them, you got to have rov dofim. Rov dofim? What do you have rov dofim? Just put a, a pass of four. So I said, no, no. Could be it was seven. So he told them, rov. So therefore, rov dofim of seven is what? Let's say four. So then if we don't put, uh, put a pass of four to get Rav Dolphin. So give us another. If you needed, uh, if the case was seven, so all you'd have to put is three and a drop, because now you're left, now you have three and a drop closed, you're left with less than four tefahim opened, Less than four to five open, good. Like we learned earlier, you don't need anything. So the Gemara says, I'm reading four lines in the bottom. What do you need for Tefahim? We learned the name of the Ahilah. That until four, then you need adjustments. Less than four, you don't need anything. So the Gemara answers, The difference is, yes. When did Rabbi Ahilah make his statement? In a Mavui. A Mavui, which is not really where residents live. And therefore, once it's less than four Tefahim, you don't need any adjustments. But a Hatser, <coughs> even less than four, you still need adjustment. Therefore, he told them what? Three and a little is not enough. Which is, we're not trying to get the Hatser to be less than four. Because even less than four, you're going to need an adjustment. So what was he trying to get him to do? Rov Dofen, majority. And therefore, he was telling him, Put a pass of four in order that the majority of the seven will be closed. So comes the Gemara and says, Or I could tell you no, that Rav Achilai's deen by a Mavui also applies to a Hatser, meaning less than four, also you don't need any adjustment. But you know what? That statement in itself is a Mahlokan amongst the Tanaim. I mean, that was Rav Ahilai's statement, that less than four, you don't need an adjustment in a Mavui. But he's one opinion. There's other Tana'im that say, even less than four, in a Mavui, and as well as a Hasid, you do need an adjustment. So therefore, the only way he was able to tell him is, put a pass of four, in order to, now you have Rav Dofin, because the thing was seven, and therefore it'll be Kashir. Comes to and says, Tanu Rabbanan, we have a Braita, Lashon Yam, Anichnas Lachasid. We have a Yam. Again, our case that we learned above, that goes into the Chatser, mm-hmm. So you're not allowed to draw water from the Chatser, and the water is uh, running into the Chatser itself. So the Gemara says you're not allowed to draw water even from the Chatser, because again, the Chatser is opened up into the 
Karmelit. The water is a Karmelit. And we said that any time that something's opened up to an area that's asur to it, you cannot carry even in itself. So the Gebarah says, Unless you have a wall that at least is ten tefahim high. So the Gebarah says, which you have to have a wall by the Hatser in front of the Yam. The Gebarah will explain. Gemara says, actually picture number 97, you see exactly the picture that we're referring to over here. Uh, the Gemara says you have walls, you see side posts coming outside of the Hatzad, totally breached. There is a wall uh, coming out of the side of the Hatzad. However, the Gemara is going to say it was breached, that wall. Right, you see the wall on the left side has a breach in it. So the Gabbara says, When do we say you can't carry? In the Hatzeh, that's if the breach, from the breach in the wall to the total opening is more than 10 amot, then already it's considered a breach, and therefore you cannot carry in the Hatzeh. However, However, if it's 10 or less, meaning the entire breach on the side of the Hatzeh to the a yam, then already then you don't need anything. Why? Because you have the walls jutting out on both sides. So that's considered like the Pasim, and therefore that's considered the adjustment. So comes the Gemara and says, So we want to make an implication. You told me why you can't fill water when the Pitzah is more than 10 Amot. Right? You cannot fill water, implying water you can't fill, but if you want to carry in that area, it's okay. So the Gemara says, how could you carry even in that area? We have a rule. The Hatser is breached to an area that's forbidden to it. The Yam is forbidden because it's a Karmelit. And what's the rule? When you have an area that's breached to an area that's asur to it, you cannot carry even in the original area. So why did the Gemara say that you can't fill water? The Gemara says not only can't you fill water from it, you can't even carry. From the fact that it says you can't fill water, it's masma, but you can carry in the hasid. If the hasid is considered a shoot and a beam. Just to get the water, you can't draw water. What's the haluk? So the Gemara answers, You have Gedudeh. Now Gedudeh, that she explains, it's actually picture number 98, which is very interesting. You have part of the wall of the Hatser is submerged underwater, which means they're actually is a wall separating the Hatser to the Yam. You can't see the wall because it's underneath the water. So therefore, that wall does can make it, it's not parutz anymore, it's not breached anymore. Because there is a, technically, the wall is not visible. But under the water, there is a border. So the Hatser is permissible. Only above the wall you have the water that is flowing from the Yam into the Hatser. So the Gabe, the water, we consider what, since it's level with the Hatser and the water, that you're not going to be able to draw water up, because it's opened up to the Karmelit. Exactly. However, however, in the Karmel, in the Hatser itself, since there is a wall, it's just not visible, but there is a separation, it would be permissible to carry in the Hatzed itself. Now she on the top. Meaning, you have a breach. Means you have a wall of ten. It's just that the yam is covering it. So therefore there is a separation technically, but it's underwater. But that's enough to make the Hatzed permissible to carry. But the water where it's level with it, there's no haluk between the water itself, so the rabbis made a giza you cannot carry from the water unless you have the two side posts that are less than 10 amot in the breach oh, yeah. and the Gemara continues oh, yeah, just again, you want to see 98 you see the Gidude, you have the walls that are breached but they're under 
the water. That's what the picture is showing you. Comes the Gemara and says, and the water is above that uh, that mechitza. Right, not visible. Comes the Gemara and says. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rav Yehuda, Mavui shelo nishtatefu bo. A mavui, that you did not make a shituf. Now let's review the laws of shituf. Besides the adjustment that you need in a mavui, meaning you have a lehi uh, and a korah, whatever, each one according to his opinion, that now allows, let's say, <coughs> carrying in the mavui. So long as you made another adjustment called a shitufe mivuot. Meaning, a mavui has chatserot on each side of it. Correct? Now, each person in the chatser has homes, and all these guys in the homes are going to go out now and carry into the mavui. So the mavui becomes a shared common area. So the only way that the people of the chatser can carry into the mavui is if each chatser joins together, meaning each uh, chatser, let's say they uh, go partners in a piece of bread, and they leave the piece of bread in one of the uh, chatserot, so now all the chatserot are considered one, and therefore they can carry in the hat, in the mavui. So technically for a mavui you need two things. You need the adjustment of the lecha in the korah. That's called the uh, erub, right? And then you need the shetufeh mevuot. You need a shetuf between all the dwellers in the hatserot of the mavui. That's called shetufeh mevuot. Now, in the hatser you also need an adjustment. Besides the pasim that you have in front of the hatser, you need what's called erubeh hatserot. What is that? which is the dwellers of the Hasid, each one now has to become partners with each other. So again, they take one piece of bread amongst the people of the Hasid. Now they leave it in one of the helms. Now they all have rights to carry from their homes into the Hasid. That's called Erubeh Hasidot. And then the other one is called Shetufeh Mevot. So now the Gebra makes a statement. We quote, Amar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says... You have a mavui that did not make the shitufim mivuot. But you kosher it by putting a lehi at the end of it. So if you throw into that area from the reshut rabim, you're going to be hayav. Because by putting a lehi there, that makes the mavui a reshut hayahid. And if somebody throws from the reshut rabim to the reshut yahid, he is indeed hayav. But if the way you coach the mavui is with the korah, meaning a cross beam over the mavui, in that case, you did not make the mavui a reshut hayahid. It's still as a din of reshut rabim. And therefore, if you throw from the reshut rabim into that mavui that has a korah over it, you are going to be patur. So the Gemara wants to analyze. First of all, <coughs> Let's understand the difference between a lehi and a korah. If you have a uh, a lehi, so they're learning that the, what the lehi is, it makes like a wall. So therefore, if you have four walls now, you have the three walls of the mavui, and you have the the lehi itself. That's the fourth wall. Therefore, it's a shuti yahid in totality. So when you throw from the shuti rabim into this mavui, you're going to be hayab. Whereas a korah is only a hekir, which means it, it does not make the mavui a the shoot a yahid, and therefore, no, according to this opinion, it's saying it's just totally a hekir, and therefore, you, if you throw into it, you're going to be patur because as a deed of the shoot to the that in Rashi. Look at Rashi, second line, Hikshiro belehi, second line Rashi, Hikshiro belehi, tikno belehi, azorek le tochom le shoot hayav, te kasavar lehi mishum mechitza. Okay? And this opinion is all that you need four walls, which means whether it's to the leniency or whether it's to the stringency. Meaning in this case over here, <coughs> true, for carrying, let's say, uh, inside the Mavui uh, itself, could be, we'll tell you, it's enough to have three walls. But we're going to be stringent when it's throwing into it. We're going to give it a status of a reshut yahid in order to make the guy hayav. 
So that's the Gemara's statement. You have a Mavui. They did not make a Shituf. Lehi has a Deen of a Rishut Yahid. Korah, if you throw into it, we're going to keep it the status of a Rishut Rabin. So the Gemara says, Matkif la Rav Sheshat. It sounds like that the whole reason why this deen is happening is because they did not make a shituf mevoot. Sounds like, but if they did make a shituf mevoot with all the people, the members of the Hatserot made a shituf. It sounds like that if you put a Korah, then already it's going to make it a Shuti Yahid, because they made a Shituf, and therefore if you throw in it, you're going to be Hayat. So the Gemara says, This piece of bread, how does that have a, 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 a ramification to make it a Shuti Yahid or a Shuti Yahid? Is the Kikar a wall? Which means, the only issue over here that should make a difference is, is the lehi a wall, is a Qur'an a wall? So why did the Gemara say, a mavui that you didn't make a shituf, and you put a Qur'an, that's considered still a shut, that I mean, if you throw into it, you're not going to be a uh, hayav. Implying what? That if you put a Qur'an, you made a shituf, it is a reshut yahid. So what? The kikar makes it a reshut yahid or a shut, that I mean, it's not the kikar that makes it. It's the walls that make it. And the Gemara proves that. The Hatanya, we have a Braita. Hatserot Shil Rabim. Hatserot of the Rabim, that she says, you have a lot of houses that are opened up into a haser. Right? So we say the law is until they make a eruv amongst themselves, they cannot carry from their homes into the haser. So the Gemara says, mefulashim, or you have, let's say, a mavui that is closed, that's a mavui she'enu mefulash, meaning it's three walls. Ben erbo, ben lo erbo, whether you made an eruv, meaning eruv haserot, or whether uh, you didn't make, or for that matter, whether you made shetufim evuot or didn't make, hazorek letochan hayav. Which means, bottom line, if it's a reshut yahid, it's a reshut yahid. The eruv does not make a difference. Whether you made an eruv hatzorot or not, if you have a hatzorot, and it's got the proper adjustment, the eruv hatzorot is not going to make a difference on the status of its reshut. So how come you're telling me above that you have a mavui? That you didn't make a shituf, then when you have the Quran on top, it's considered shutra rabim. Why? If you made the shituf and the Quran on top, make it, what, what's the, what, what, what is that, that the shituf before do? So the Gemara says, So say it like this. Read the statement like this. Amar of Yehuda, Mavui she'enu ra'ui le'shituf. We're talking about a Mavui that is not able to make shituf in such a Mavui. Why? It's a mavui mifulash. The case we were talking about above is a mavui that's opened up on both sides. A mavui that's opened up on both sides, such a mavui is not shitufable. Then therefore what? The Gemara says, Hikshiro belehi, and then if you just put a lehi, meaning you put an adjustment on one of its sides, hazorek letocho hayav. Because that lehi is going to be considered what? The third wall, because you have two walls, it's open on both sides. Put a lehi there, now that lehi is considered the third wall. So in a Torah, you have three walls, it's considered a reshut, hayahid, and therefore if you throw into it, you're going to be hayab. Hikshiro, bekorah, but if on the third wall, you put a korah, so you don't have a third wall. Because a Qur'an is only a Hekir. You have two walls and a Hekir. And therefore if you throw into it as Zurek the Tocho, Patur. And therefore you see, we weren't talking about a Mavui Satum. A Mavui Satum, three walls, is considered a Shuti Yahid. We're talking about a Mavui over it's been for us, you only had two walls. So two walls, you need to get a third wall to make it a Shuti Yahid. How do you make the third wall? You put a... Lehi. The Lehi is considered the third wall. Now if you throw into it, you're going to be Hayat. If you would put a Quran on the third wall, since Quran is Mishum Hekir, so therefore it's not considered the third wall. You only have two walls, therefore it's considered still a Deshut. Harabim, and therefore you throw into it, you're going to be Patur. And how did the Gemara say this? The Gemara is not discussing if you made a Shituf or not. It's saying, a Mavui that's not possible to make a Shituf in it. Because it is, it's another way of saying a Mavui Mifulash. So comes the Gemara and says, Alma, what do we see from this? 
prove positive that the lehi is a wall and the kura is a heker. Very simply, gentlemen, you have a mavui mevulash. It's two, two, two walls you have. On both sides it's opened. Could you carry in such a place? Of course not. So you put a lehi on, on one side. Now if you, if you say a lehi is a kura, if you say lehi is a wall, sorry, lehi is a mehitza, so on that side that you put the lehi, it's as if it's a wall. How many walls do you have? Three. I'm not discussing carrying in the mavui. That's not our discussion. I'm talking about throwing into it. When you throw into it now, this mavui says has three walls. It's considered a shoot. So therefore you're going to be hayab. If you had a mavui mefulash, so you put a korah on top. I'm not discussing carrying in the mavui. If you put a, a korah on top and you threw into it, what's the deen? Patur, why? Because a korah is mishum. Heker, it's not considered a mechitzah. So the whole discussion here was a mavui mefulash. Comes given on says, Vechen amar rabah. Rabah also said, Lehi mishum mechitzah. The Quran Mishumekir. And Allah also said the Lehi works as a wall and the Quran works as a hekir. The Aleph says, both. Both the Lehi is a hekir and both the Quran also is a hekir. So give us the Yaakov So Says a guy throws into a mavui from the shoot of Rabbi Mitos to the mavui. Yes, lo lehi. If it has a lehi, hayav. So then he's going to be hayav mashma because that lehi serves as a wall and therefore makes the mavui a reshut. Hayav. En lo lehi patur. Again, we're talking about over here where you threw into a mavui. Obviously, that is mefulash. And therefore, uh, the 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 Gemara's question is: When you have a lehi, that makes a Wall, now you have a wall, therefore you should be, uh, that, that's why you're going to be hayaf. So you see, lehi is a wall. So it was hachi kamar, ela lehi. Which means, the Gemara says like this, if you have a mavui that only needs a lehi, meaning it's not a mavui mefulach, it's a mavui satum. It's a mavui that is closed. Now a mavui that's closed, what, what adjustment does it need only? Alehi. So the Gabbara says, this is what it means. If it only needs alehi, hazorek letocho hayav. Then if you throw into it, you're going to be hayav because even without the leg, because you have three walls. Mina Torah, three walls is considered a reshut ayahid. So therefore, what the state was saying like this if you have a mavui that only needs alehi, what type of mavui is that? Mavui satum. It has. Three walls. If you throw into Mavui that has three walls, what's the deen? Mina Torah, that's considered a Rishut Hayahid. I don't need the Lehi to be a wall. The Lehi is not a wall. Your Hayah just on the three walls itself as of a Rishut Hayahid. Now, Lehi Vedavara Hair, but if it's a type of Mavui that a Lehi is not enough, you need a Lehi and something else, for example, a Lehi and a Tsurata Petah, that's a Mavui mefulash ten hazurek to dechol patur because you only have two walls. Minat Torah two walls is not considered a reshut hayachid. And if I can tell you the lehi is always a heker, and the discussion is if it's a three wall mavui and you throw into it hayav because minat Torah is reshut hayachid. If it's a two wall mavui and you throw into it, it's going to be patur because it is a reshut. We have a question that was asked. Yet said even further. Meaning, originally Rabbi Yudah gave a case where you have uh, two houses on the opposite side of the Shuta Rabin, and you built a tunnel, an overground tunnel above the houses. So Rabbi Yudah holds you can carry uh, underneath that. That's not a tunnel. I'm sorry, a bridge. You can carry underneath the bridge because he learns you have the houses one wall. On the other side, the house is another wall, and we say the side of the bridge goes down, and then well, that's like a third wall. So, first of you, that said you can carry in a case where you have three walls. Three walls, but that's considered a Yeshut Yahid. And then it says, Yetir al He even went a step further. Now, if he goes a step further, he's going to tell us that really, Minat Torah, two walls is already considered a Yeshut 
היחיד. How? He said, יתרה כנאמר רבי יהודה, מי שיש לו שני בתים בשני סידי רשות רבים, הגאי has two houses on opposite sides of the רשות הרבים. עושה לחם מכאן ולחם מכאן, you put a lechi on one side of the house and a lechi on the other side of the house. Now, what does that do for you? Now already here, consider it as if it closes it up. It's as if you made a third wall, right? Now you have a three walls, plus let's say a lechi over there on the other side. It was that four walls by putting the two lechis. Or for that matter, or koramikan vekoramikan. Or place cross beams across the street, right? From one house to the other house on both sides. Vinoseh vinoten beemsa. And then you can carry in the middle. Now, and the rabbis came to him, and so therefore, what, what is the Buddha obviously saying? The Buddha is saying, already, uh, these lechis uh, over here can become walls. Meaning, I'm creating my third wall, and my fourth wall, with the lechi. Did the rabbis agree with such a thing? Rabbi said, no. Amru lo en me'arvin The rabbi said, no, no. When it comes to a Rishut Terabim, like you're trying to do over here, because this is a public domain. You have two houses on, the, on both sides. You're trying to now carry in the public domain. So what is the Buddha saying? Put lechiz. I'm sorry. You cannot kosher a Rishut Terabim like that. Implying that the rabbis only argued because you can't kosher a Rishut Terabim like that. But if it was a Mavui, you'd be able to kosher it. Now, meaning what? That a lechi really is a Mechitzah. He was just saying you can't use mechitzot to make a reshut rabim a reshut yachid. However, the rabbis will agree outside of a reshut rabim if you put a lehi, it is considered a mechitzah. That's a question on Rava. You just told me Rava that a lehi is mishum hekev. From the rabbis, it's mashma now that a lehi is mishum mechitzah. Because be glad because they just argued on the biyuda. Because it's Rishut Rabim. Implying, put that lehi in a mavui, and it works. So therefore, the Gemara says, how are you going to answer this Rava? So the Gemara says, Amru lo, sorry, Hatam kasabar b'yuda shtim mechitzot deoraita. Or is it like this? You misunderstood the b'yuda. Those lehis are not walls. Those lehis are hekez. You know why? Because the b'yuda says, minat Torah, the two houses are considered two walls. And for the shoot yachid, all you need is two walls, midoraita. So midoraita, you can carry in that the shoot already, because it has two walls on its side. So when you're putting that lehi there, what were you doing? It was just a hekev. You didn't need to create a third or a fourth wall. So therefore, no one was ever discussing over here walls. We thought originally in our question that a biuda must hold minimally minatoraita need three walls. So therefore, at least one lehi is serving as a wall. And the rabbis will say, no, you can't use a lehi as a wall in this case. Implying you can use it as a lehi as a wall in a mavui case. The says, no, no, we were never using the lehi here as a wall. Why? Because the Buddha says you don't need a wall. Why? Because in the Torah, two walls are enough to be in a shoot yahid. So what are you putting the lehi there? The lehi there is two walls plus a, plus a lehi as a hekir on both sides. So therefore, Ravah is good. The rabbis were coming along and saying, you, you can't put a lehi in such a thing because you need a third wall, and a lehi is not a wall. So therefore you see that really a lehi can be a hekin. There is no question to Rava. Amar of Amar Rav. Mavui. Now we give the dimensions of a mavui. Mavui she'orko kerochbo. It's a square. You have a mavui, that its length is equal to its width. Enonitar belehi. Uh, it cannot be adjusted with a minimal lehi because it's not considered a mavui. Amar of Hayabarashi, Amar of Mavui Sheorko Kedokbo, Enunitar Bekora Tefah. For that matter, if you have a mavui that's a square, the width is equal to the length, it cannot be adjusted with a kora. A course beam. Basically, they're saying the same thing. One rabbi is saying it cannot be adjusted with a side beam, and one rabbi is saying it cannot be adjusted with a cross beam because it's not a mavui. Amar of Kama, what is the shi'ur? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to be zirah. We read it like this. Kama mechavenan shemata desabeh. How wise and perceptive was the statements of the elders? Because who just made these statements over here? We had a statement of Rav, right? And Rav Hiyab ar in the name of Rav. So you say, you know, they're so smart what they said. 
Why is it so small what they said? So he says, Because when it's equal length and width, it's not a mavui anymore, because that's called a chatz. That's the dimensions, the configuration of a chatzir. The chatzir enoni tered belehi, the korah. And we learned that a chatzir cannot be adjusted with a lehi or korah. How do you adjust a chatzir? Ela bepas arba'a. You need at least a side post of arba'a. So he was saying that it's so wise. That's why they were telling us that if it's equal width and length, you can't put a lehi or a korah. Because such a configuration, of course, with houses, would be considered a... Hasid and Hasid needs a pass. Amar bizera ikashali hakashali. But if, if there is a question I can ask on these rabbis, it's the following question: Leve hay lehi kepas mashu v'nishtere, which means call it a Hasid. Why can't the lehi serve as the pass? What is a pass? Pass a side post. So therefore, I, I understand why you want to call it a Hasid and not a because it's that the configurations, it's width and uh, and depth are equal. But why can't? Why do you need this pass? Just put us. Oh, that's the Gemara's answer. The Gemara says, "Ishtemite terabizera forgot had Amar of Asa Amar of Yohanan pasach Asir Sidichin Shei Behen Arba." He forgot that halacha that says that the pass has to be fortified wide. So therefore, he came along and said, I just don't understand, why can't you get away with putting a lehi in a hasir? Call it a hasir. Put a lehi there. Let the lehi be the pass. So he forgot that the, the pass has to be minimally fortified wide. And a lehi is not fortified. Lehi, lehi could be a mashu. Amar of Nachman. Naktinan, we have a tradition. What is a... Legitimate legal mavui that can be adjusted by a lehi or a korah, where the length is greater than its width. Like we're always learning, which means you have a smaller entrance, let's say, and it's longer than it is wide. So the Gemara says, and furthermore, you need two hatserot. And two homes, at least in each of those two Hatserot, opened up into the Mavui. So we're giving you a couple of conditions again. Mavui has to be small width, length longer, two Hatserot, two houses that are opened up into it. Gemara says now, What is considered a Haser? What's a Haser? It's not adjustable with a Lehi or a Koda. That you need a side post of Fort Fahim. It has to be squared. Now, the, the, not davka squared, squared, it means even squared, which means you can have equal length, equal uh, width, or if the width is longer than the length, it's also considered a hatser. So the Gemara says, you said squared. Well, it has to be a square, let's say it's uh, rounded, then it's not going to be considered a hatser. Let's say there's no corners to the hatser. Let's say it's a rounded uh, hatser. You're going to tell me uh, that uh, it's not considered a hatser? So the Gemara says, <coughs> meaning, you're going to tell me if it's an agula, I can get away with a lehi? You only tell me what's a hasid that needs a pass, mirubat. Implying what? That if it was a hasid that was rounded, I can get away with a lehi. Gemara, does that make sense? Haki kamar. I orka yotir al If you have, let's say, a hasid, that its length is greater than its width, Meaning, that looks like a mavui, right? It's longer than it is wide, but it's a hasid because you have houses, right? Havile mavui. Then we give it the status of a mavui. Umavui belechi vekorasagya. Viilo havila hasid. And if not, then that's the regular name of hasid that needs a pass. Which when it said agula, it didn't mean agula. It meant. That if you have a chassid that's configured like a mavui, meaning it's not squared, you have narrow entrance and long uh, uh, length, then already you can kosher the chassid like a mavui. So comes the Gemara and says, Vekama. What's the Gemara's question, Vekama? Uh, she says, How much longer does it have to be than its width? For Hatser to have a deen of a Mavui that it can be adjusted with a Lehi Yakura. That's the question of the Kama. Savar Shemuel Lememar Ad Ika Pishnaim Beruchba. 
he holds that the length has to be double at least the width to be considered a mavui. This is what my uncle said, that she says, it was his uncle. Afilu mashehu. He says, no, even a drop longer. So long as the orich is even a drop longer than its width, the chatzet takes on the deen of a mavui, and therefore can be adjusted even with a lehi or a korah. Baruch Amen, Amen.